This podcast contains discussion about adult topics. Use your judgment if there are little ears around. Welcome to Doing It. This is a podcast made by the Family Planning Victoria Schools Education Team. Doing it because children often ask us about doing it, meaning sex. Parents and carers often ask us about doing it, meaning having these important conversations with the young people in their lives. My name is Anne and I'm part of the Family Planning Victoria Schools Education Team. We go to schools and run classes for all year levels on bodies, growing up, puberty, babies, sex, reproduction. This podcast is for parents and carers of school-aged children so we can share what goes on in a relationships and sexuality education class and help support these sorts of conversations at home. We're going to make a series on puberty Uh, We're going to talk through things we say in class, how we talk to young people about puberty. Um, We're going to provide a refresher on the changes that happen around puberty. We're going to start with a broad overview of what puberty is and what to expect. It's been a while for us grown-ups, so it's good to have a refresher about what it is and reflect on what's important to us. Also, what might be important to our children. Puberty is something we talk about a lot in Family Planning Victoria classes. It's a topic we kind of know what questions young people will ask and how they'll react. When we talk about bodies and puberty, we do talk in broad generalisations. Intersex or trans people may find that what we're saying about puberty is not applicable to themselves or their children. Before we continue, it's important to say that this is general information and not true for all people. Today I'm going to talk to the Family Planning Victoria Education Manager, Bonnie. We're going to talk through some questions that often parents and carers have and how we might talk about uh, puberty during a class to children as well. So Bonnie, thanks for letting me ask you questions. Thanks for having me. My first question is, can you define puberty? Yeah, puberty is is often described um, generally as the change or the journey from childhood to adulthood, but that definition accurately more describes adolescence, and uh, adolescence is the journey from childhood to adulthood, and puberty is a stage that occurs within adolescence. So a more accurate definition of puberty is the time in a person's life where their sexual and reproductive organs mature. These changes, these physical changes, are triggered by hormonal changes within the body from the pituitary gland, and they coincide with a whole lot of social and emotional changes. So after puberty, someone's body can make a baby, and before puberty, it can't. That's right. And that's what we would usually say in class. What age is puberty likely to occur? Puberty can occur at different ages for different bodies, but generally we say that changes begin somewhere between the ages of 8 to 16 years old. Some bodies might begin earlier and some bodies might begin later. Girls often will start undergoing puberty a couple of years before boys and the whole process of those sexual and reproductive organs maturing generally takes about six years from start to finish. Uh, Students often ask me if they will start puberty at the same time that their grown-ups did at home Um, and this is, I guess the answer to this is not necessarily. Different bodies are different so everybody will develop at a rate that is right for them and they will begin at a time that is right for them. But it's a good guide and it's definitely a good thing to talk about with your young person when it happened for you. 
definitely having those conversations and sharing that sort of information is a really good opener to having further discussions around the changes in regards to puberty. And if it potentially is starting at eight years old, that's grade four? Yes. So some students, and you can usually see this in a grade four class, are definitely their body is starting to change. They have, and they will have different levels of understanding around that. You know, some eight-year-olds have a really good understanding of puberty. Some are flying completely blind. But no matter what, they're all observing those around them in class. So they're seeing, even if they might not themselves be undergoing these changes, they're observing others in their classroom that are. So they will have questions around that. Yep. And conversely, you'll see a 15-year-old in a grade 10 class who is yet to start anything happening in their body. That's right. And again, for them, it's normalising the fact that bodies will begin and finish puberty at a time that is right for them. So it totally falls within normal ranges to have not seen these changes or not seen many of these changes at 15. Totally fine. And it's about normalising that process for everyone. Yep. So what are the changes? What would someone expect to happen on their body or in their mind? So there are some changes that happen to all bodies and those things are things like brain changes to allow for more complex thinking and feeling, getting taller, underarm hair, pubic hair, leg and body hair, just hair everywhere really, Um, (laughs) voice changes and these happen for both males and females, more predominantly for males but definitely to females. Body odour and pimples are are things that can affect people to varying degrees. Um, Sexual thoughts and feelings, and these are triggered by those hormonal changes that are occurring within the body and the maturation of those sexual and reproductive organs. And that doesn't mean that sex starts happening during puberty, but the idea is that, yeah, maybe I'm attracted to that sort of person or this is something in in my adulthood. Absolutely, absolutely. In line with the thinking and feeling changes, young people will want increased independence, they'll want increased autonomy, and they will need some privacy around those body changes. And for some people, they may even start exploring things like masturbation. Mm -hmm. Female specific changes include all of the sexual and reproductive organs maturing, so that involves the uterus, vagina, fallopian tubes and ovaries. The hips will widen to support a a future pregnancy if that female chooses to in the future. Breasts will grow and develop and, and they start with budding and one often might start earlier than the other and one might be bigger than the other and that's all fine and perfectly okay as well. Uh, The vagina will start to make some discharge and that will be a clear to whitish small amount of fluid that might start appearing on the the bottom of the female's undies. And this is totally normal because the vagina is a self-cleaning organ, so totally normal process. Ovulation will begin, which is the release of eggs from the ovaries, and that will trigger the menstrual cycle to start. So periods will begin for females as well. For males, again, their genitals will grow in line with that sexual and reproductive maturation, so their testicles and penis will grow bigger. And usually that process of of penis and testicles growing to their full adult size takes somewhere between three to five years. Their shoulders will begin to broaden, which enables them to carry more muscle mass. Facial and chest hair may start to develop. Uh, They're more likely to have erections and sperm production will beginning be beginning to take place during puberty as well and that sperm production can lead to wet dreams and ejaculation. So if you're looking at a grade five class 
some of the cues that you might suspect that some of the students have started puberty are height. Height, definitely. Height. And you see often at the end of primary school, generally the girls are taller because they often have their growth spurt a bit earlier and boys are shorter than them. Yes, <laughs> they are. <laughs> Which they hate. They are. And teaching in secondary schools for so many years, I would always find that um, over the summer holidays between year seven and eight, the boys would come back in year eight with much deeper voices yeah. and, and some would be sprouting a little bit of stubble yeah, here and there. Yeah. So and, and smelly changes as well. Yes. The smell really kicked in between that year seven that's, and eight period. That's something teachers often want us to talk a lot about is body odour. So when should parents and carers start talking at home about puberty? It's really important that if it hasn't been an ongoing part of discussion from birth, that these changes, uh, these, these discussions I should say, start happening before the changes are being seen within that young person. And for some young people, puberty begins at eight years old. So discussions really should take place before they begin happening to the body. One activity that I often use with parents and carers involves me giving them a jigsaw puzzle to complete and I don't give them any instructions, I don't give them any end picture, I just get them to go away and you know muddle their way through figuring out this puzzle. At the end of that activity, I ask them to share with me their reflections on how they felt during that activity. And often they say that they felt really confused, they were really unsure, and they were really frustrated. What I do is I then liken those experiences to a young person going through puberty without an end goal in mind, without having all of the pieces of that puzzle. It absolutely can be really confusing anxiety driving and really frustrating process if a young person doesn't have a clear um, idea of what's happening, why it's happening and what the end goal is. And if they're looking to their friends for those cues about what's usual, puberty is so different on everyone's bodies so they're not going to get it from their friends. No. So what do young people want to know about puberty? We get asked uh, so many great questions, Um, but if I had to sort of pull out the main ones, we often get asked things like, does puberty hurt? They're often going in really fearful. Yeah, painful. Yeah, Yeah, we often get that. And most grown-ups, when you ask them that, they'll talk about emotions. Yes. Being emotionally painful, but kids are worried about physical is it going to hurt in my body and yeah particularly females around periods there's a whole lot of stigma out there around periods are painful and you have to suffer through that so really reiterating that for lots of women they aren't and if they are extremely painful it's something that really Mm. you should be talking to a healthcare provider around Another question is they want to know when will they know that puberty has started for them? So what should they be looking out for? And again, this is a really tricky one to answer because it's different for each body. Girls really want to know when are they going to get their first period. So reassuring. To the day. What day will happen? (laughs) To the minute. They don't want it happening while they're at school either. Um, So just talking to them about on average it happens somewhere for most females between the ages of 11 to to 13. But it can be a lot earlier or a lot later. So there's really no... um, hard and fast rules that we can give for this. Females really want to know how to use pads and tampons so that they don't have to figure this out on the go. They've got a plan in place and know how to use it. Males want to know that if they masturbate too much, will they use up all of their sperm? And then there are a whole range of questions about sex. How does it work? How does it happen? Do you have to do it? At what age? 
not questions around them wanting to have sex, but just wanting to know what the rules are, what what's going mm. on. Because I guess the by the end of grade six, they're starting to work out that sex isn't only for making a baby, that it might be part yeah. of a relationship. So and why, why would you? Yeah. It sounds gross if you're in grade six. And it's really natural for them to ask questions around this too because puberty takes place so that reproduction can happen in the future if that person wants to. And sex goes you know, hand in hand with that. So one doesn't really make sense without the other. So it's a very natural thought progression for them to be asking questions around that. And we often get asked questions around how do I actually talk to my parents about these things? So what would prevent a parent or a carer talking about this? What would they be worried about? Yeah, often parents, uh, when we work with parents, ask us how do they actually have the talk? How do they begin this? How do they start it? And our advice is always that um, having the one-off talk really isn't what you want to be aiming for. So having an ongoing conversation around these topics is you know, what we ultimately want everyone to be able to do. We encourage discussions to begin early and to then continue on throughout the duration of your young person's body changes and thinking and feeling changes, which can last a lot longer than those body changes. So it's really something that you begin early and continue for the rest of their development. Once we've made this recommendation, though, to start these conversations early and to keep them going, some parents often come back with a lot of anxiety around, well, I haven't begun these conversations yet, so what do I do now? We always say that it's never too early to start please initiate whenever you feel that that you can and the other bit of advice is don't wait for the young person to ask you often young people are really reluctant or don't have the the confidence to come up and and begin these conversations with their grown-ups so it really falls on us on us as parents and carers to initiate these discussions with our young people a really big question that grown-ups have is what are some strategies to manage the teen mood swings that are happening in my house? <laughs> the dreaded mood swings. Uh, if I had a magic wand and could, you know, solve all of those, I think I'd be a very rich woman. But patience is the key here. And, and I know that's an easy thing to say and another thing to enact. But it, it's really important to try and understand, I guess, where the emotion is coming from, because that can be really helpful in resolving whatever might be going on for that young person as well. So trying to figure out, is it due to a lack of information? Like if we go back to, say, that puzzle activity I was explaining, don't do they have all of the pieces of the puzzle or can you supplement them with more information to help them along their way? And this is something that you can work on together. If you don't have all of the information, you can research and, and find it out together. Or is the emotion or behaviour coming from a place of the young person trying to establish maybe their identity, a sense of autonomy, maybe a sense of independence, or maybe an increased need for privacy, which are all really natural and normal changes and developments that do occur during puberty. Keeping communication open is important and there may be the need to re-establish some boundaries and some expectations in relationships as well. Mm. Bonnie, thank you for talking to me. (laughs) You're welcome. Thank you for having me. Awesome. Thanks so much. The end. Thanks. (laughs) So our suggestions, suggested approaches for how to talk about puberty with your young people, bring it up before the changes start to occur. For some children, this might be as young as seven or eight. Have some books, references that your child can access. 
have a think back to your own experience of puberty and the information you did get or didn't get but needed. Be patient with your young person as they start to become more independent. If you wanted extra resources to help you have these sorts of conversations with your young person, I'll just list a few now. Books are really great to have as an offline resource. There's lots of great information online as well uh, for adults and young people. It's a really good idea to search together so adults can assess if their site is reputable. Putting health in the search is a good idea. Avoid searching for specific puberty changes such as pubic hair or breast development. Grown-ups know what's going to come up when you search those things. Children might not. The books about puberty are Puberty Boy or Puberty Girl by Jeff Price. Secret Boys, Secret Girls business are really fantastic as well. Really simple information for young people. Kidshealth.org has puberty information. Raising Children also has information and so does Better Health. If you want more information about Family Planning Victoria programs, please go to our website, fpv.org.au. You can find out more information about us there. Also follow us on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Please look out for or subscribe to our next podcast. It was so much fun to make.